well, our moms think we're funny. So, uh, hey everyone, this is Turk182. And I'm a Comey. Uh, I got in trouble for, <laughs> for derailing Turk's topic. <sighs> so, uh, I'm gonna behave this time. I'm gonna uh. behave. I mean, if you if you were gonna behave, man, there's no way we would have made it five seasons. <laughs> I mean, if I can't behave, I'll be careful. <laughs> what? Yeah. What'd you say? If I can't behave, I'll be careful. Oh, <laughs> you'll be dead. <laughs> um. So, uh, so we were we were gonna do, and we are gonna do a <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. a a podcast about TED Talks. Uh. And so what I was saying before, in the other pi- episode, if you've even heard that one at all, and I'm not gonna try to like like you. Know, we say all that stuff. Go watch that one. <laughs> Go listen to that episode. <laughs> uh, but what I was trying to say is that, you know, that it, it used to be a thing for a while where these, like, because I know the job I worked at, they were, like, showing TED Talks and stuff. And some of them, I said, were are, are informative when they actually are talking about something that's going on. And, like, hey, let me tell you about this new technology that's out there, these new things that are that are you know, happening or, you know. Uh, the, the shape of the world or just whatever it is that's going on that, you know, and how, how you fit into this. Um, but they're not like that any, like, I don't want to say anymore, like, or I guess the majority of them, uh, that I've seen, uh, are all about, like, this is how you can be a better blank. Right, right. And, you know, and then these were being used as a, and, the the job I worked at is so it's almost like almost like a corporate training tool like oh we're gonna we're gonna show you this video here this TED talk about how you can be a better like employee or work harder or do this or better manage your life or blah 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 and all that kind of like bullshit because that's really <laughs> what it is bullshit uh-huh. and um and I'm like I and at first I watched a couple of TED talks and everything I'm like okay yeah this is kind of interesting and then as I started seeing more and more of them. And the way they were being used, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna have to, you know, like tell TED Talks to just like lick my starfish, man. Like, like, <laughs> like I, 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 I hate them so much. And, and we were talking in our other podcast about, you know, certain things and, you know, and I was like, you know, this is a great, a great transition into like TED Talks and why I hate them so much and what, and, and what they've turned into, like, I don't know if this right, is what right. they always were, but like what they've turned into and just why, I mean, I just, I would love nothing more than to just tear it all down. <laughs> you know, so. I thought once upon a time you wanted to submit to do a, a TED Talk. I did. I did. Yeah, uh, God, yeah. That was like years ago. I can't believe you remember that. I forgot all about that. Um, but, but my TED Talk was going to be actually talking about something of interest, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, not, like, not what they're what it seems like they're being used for now or like or like what the majority of them are now and that's what i hate yeah yeah. uh warrior princess summer uh so uh so that's that's why i was like i was like okay let's let's talk about this now do you have an opinion about ted talks at all I have not seen a TED Talk in probably five or six years. I think we were still in uh, season one of the podcast okay. when I last saw a TED Talk. Uh, I think that's about how long it's been for me, too. Yeah. But yeah. I know they're still in existence, and people still kind of refer back to, like, oh, it's a, you know, there's a TED Talk and everything. I'm like, and it was supposed to be, what was it, teach, educate, 
divide, conquer, like Dick said, down. Yeah, I forget exactly what what the TED was supposed to stand for. Uh, and that and that's that's where I where I started to kind of like lose it too on that part. Right, right. Um, so let me let me make sure I get this thing correct as far as like what the TED talk what that's supposed to mean. Um <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any kind of, like, negative feelings towards them. I know I know there were a couple that were kind of, like, art-centric and talking about people's perception of art that I found really, really interesting. But I don't think it necessarily changed my workflow or whatever. It didn't really tweak the way I approached my art. Okay. So. Oh, so apparently there's still, still a big deal, and there's, like, a whole TED website, and they've got, you know, all these things out there, and it says here... Um, 4,200 plus talks to stir your curiosity. Hmm. Find just the right one. Um, so Rain Wilson apparently has a TED talk. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, their, their, their format here is, is, leaves a lot to be desired. Someone needs to do a TED talk on how to create a better webpage for them. <laughs> um, uh, so, I'd like to do a TED Talk on why bullying is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, I would do that. I, we, should, we should do anti-TED Talks. I think it's what I mentioned that, like, where we would, where we come up with, like, these these reasons for why this should be the way it is. Like, oh. <laughs> Wouldn't like, an anti-TED Talk be, like, intentionally misinforming people? No, no, no. Like, like someone takes one position, right, and we give equal good reasons why... Oh, we just refute existing TED Talks. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Okay, so... So, like, the idea of just, like, really, really dumb TED Talks, or just, like, a ten-minute talk, like, you know, if you go into a movie theater after the movie's over with, there's just popcorn in there. You can just take it. They can't stop you. Yeah. Here's a picture of me at the theater 30 minutes from my house, and as you can see, I've got two partial buckets of popcorn, roughly the equivalent of one full bucket of popcorn. That costs, like, $35. I spend nothing on it. Yeah, it's, it's, and then you save how much money? And how much, and, like, you know what I'm saying you save all this money, and like, and then it just goes into your account, and then like, yeah, like now yeah. I'm, I'm saving money here. I've got popcorn I can eat. It's fresh popcorn, right? Delicious popcorn. Yeah, and and now I'm not spending that much money, so that stays in my account, and that's how my 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 account grows. Yeah, yeah, which so, leaves me more money to buy coffee in public and eat avocado toast right. in your face, you fucking millionaires. So TED Talk um, says here TED was born in 1984 out of. First, Ted was born. It, it's, it's not, he didn't give birth to it. Did he shit this thing out of his urethra? Right? <laughs> he didn't give birth to Ted. It, it, Ted was born in 1984 out of Richard Saul Wuman's, uh, okay, observation of a powerful convergence among three fields, technology, entertainment, and design. The first Ted, which he co-founded with Harry Marks, uh, included a demo of the compact disc, the ebook, and the cutting-edge 3D graphics from Lucasfilms, while mathematician Benoit Mandelbrot demonstrated how to map coastlines using his developing theory of fractal geometry. That I like. That's pretty cool, yeah. That I like. Again, TED Talk, the TED, T-E-D, is for technology, entertainment, and design. What I don't like, that's that shit I don't like. Okay, so what I don't like is, like here, um, Rain Wilson has one. Kung Fu, Star Trek, and the many paths to spirituality. Hmm. Okay? So... I mean, that would fall under entertainment, but I don't see where he's going with that. So, I, 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 I want to 
I want to see exactly what it is that he's talking about here. Um, here, talk details. Do you feel overwhelmed by the complex issues facing our world, not to mention your own personal problems? Spirituality is the key to staying grounded and hopeful, even for skeptics, says actor and author Rain Wilson. He explains why it's time for all of us to experience a spiritual shakeup and outlines two paths to tap into your innate wisdom, kindness, and strength. The work begins with yourself, right? So I like how they say, you know, Rain Wilson, actor and author. First off, you wouldn't be an author if you weren't a successful actor. I know, I, I'm not saying that, that, that he doesn't have the ability to write a book, but he would not be an author if it wasn't for that. Right, right. Um, so, okay, here's one. Richard Reeves. I don't know who the fuck Richard Reeves is. Um, and I'm just going to be perfectly honest. Uh, out of all things I care about, he is not one of them. So, Rain Wilson is just trying to say that people need to give spirituality a chance. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I think it's a slippery slope. Well, but, he, but he's going to tell you how. That's where, like, I'm like, okay, you're going to tell me how to do this? Um, uh, I feel like when people use the term spirituality, then that's a, an immediate sign that they're going to be super, super vague about it. Yeah, well, he's going to include Star Trek in it somehow. Yeah. So, okay. That that does not instill confidence in me. <laughs> like it's, it's Star Trek, man. Hey, I love Star Trek. I love Star Trek. I think if you're gonna say I'm gonna teach you about spirituality and let's talk about kung fu and Star Trek, I, that that's like okay, this this is the problem I have when people use the term spirituality, right? So I mean, it's just like yeah, it. it uh, this is gonna sound way worse than I mean for it to. No, At least not. Scientologists like can fucking like pick a lane okay (laughs) (laughs) like at least i know what i'm getting into when you're like let me tell you about god's space planet and his (laughs) and his alien nunchucks (laughs) that beat the sin out of you like at least i know what i'm getting into here oh so yeah i mean uh, okay, we're, 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 we're gonna break all this down (laughs) no no offense rain wilson (laughs) So, uh, uh, so anyway, getting back to like all this, this stuff here. Um, so this guy here, uh, Richard Reeves, while studying inequality and social mobility, Richard Reeves made a surprising discovery in some countries like the U.S. and the U.K. Boys are drastically lagging behind girls across many academic measures. He explains why these struggles in school are indicative of the larger crisis facing boys and men and outlines how society could thoughtfully tackle these, these challenges to work towards a more inclusive, equitable, equitable future. Okay. All right. Okay, that's that's cool. You're you're talking about something. That's great. You're giving this TED talk about all that. Okay, got really no problem with that per se, except for if you have an idea for how to fix this thing, why are you walking, going around giving seminars <laughs> instead of like addressing people that can actually do something and be like, oh hey, look, this is what I learned while like studying, you know, and going to all these places here. This is what needs to be done. Now, if you're trying to get buy-in, okay, I guess, but the people that you're kind of get, trying to get buy-in from are not the ones that are going to be going to a fucking TED Talk. Right, right. I mean, so so, so, what are you doing here except for just flapping your gums? Um, I think they're just trying to get eyes on it until they can actually get funding. That would be my initial guess. All right, so... Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's not the worst thing in the world as far as it goes. Uh... Okay, here we go. Um, I was waiting to see. Yeah. 
Ann Morris with two S's, two R's and two S's. Like, come on, dude. Like, really? Did you have extra money left over when you were playing, like, fucking Wheel of Fortune? You know, like... <laughs> Let me get a, let me get another R. You, you, they, we, we put all the R's up there for you. Let me get one more and one more S too. Why not? Hell, I got the money for it. Um, so it says here in a practical, playful talk, leadership visionary, leadership visionary, leadership visionary. Oh, fucking give me a break. <laughs> she probably says some shit like, you know, like I help clean off the lenses of your life so that you can see exactly where you're going in your future. Oh, suck my dick. Um, maybe you see that clearly. Uh, so Ann Morris reinvents the playbook for how to lead through change with a radical one-week plan to build trust and fix problems by following a, a step per day. Okay, yeah. Leadership visionary. Okay. Yeah. You know, the drug dealer is on the street for me. He calls himself a leadership visionary, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, may- maybe it's a really good actionable plan. I don't, I don't know. Like, may- maybe she could spell it out and be like, yes, that would completely turn my life around, but... Yeah, maybe. I, I know with the leaders in my life, they're not often the problem. Typically, the problem is the people two or three steps above them who neither of us can reach. You know? Right. Like, my team leader, my immediate manager, we can't get to the suits in corporate who are, like, three or four steps above us. And if you try emailing them or some shit, then it's not going to go anywhere. So, like, what what good's it going to do for me to know this? I'm not a leader. I'm the low man on the totem pole, and I'm happy with that. I, I'm still, you know, making sur- a survivable amount of money to fund my lifestyle. Eventually. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. Like, I've spurged, I have spurged on myself a lot recently, right? You know, um... I've, I've, I've done some things I swore I would never, in the past, like, year, like, three, <laughs> six, five days, I have done something that I swore I would never do, and I did it, what, four times? Right, right. <laughs> so, and the thing is, I'm already thinking about doing it a fifth time. So, <laughs> so I, I've, I've splurged myself in it, you know, but I, you know, like, this is the one time I've, I've broken this. Well, it wasn't a hard rule. That was a, it wasn't a hard rule. That was just like, like, dude, I cannot see myself doing that. Right, but again, it's right. like we talked about, like, you, like, like, for the right price, for the, you know, like, the, you just have not been tempted with the right thing or like, yeah, given yeah. the right opportunity to say, like, yes, I would do that after all. Cause everything I saw before, and it was like, no, no, I wouldn't. Right. You know, right. if Lana Rhodes was giving me a million dollars to fuck her and everything, and, <laughs> and, and I didn't, there was no, like, there was no, like, time stipulation. Like, oh, it has to say been at least this long. Right. Uh, you know, and I have to like, I have to come at least this many times or whatever. I'd be like, okay, yeah, fine, sure, yeah, I'll hit it and quit and take my million dollars. You know, <laughs> I want, I want half a million up front, and then you know, half a million when I, you know, when I'm done. So actually, you can just give both to me now. I'm done. So, uh, <laughs> but now I'm just saying, you know, like, yeah, you, you, you present me with a, a tempting enough offer, then yes, you know, I, and that's what happened recently. I got tempted with a decent amount. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, no, um, no, no shame in it. Yeah. No shame in it. Thank you, thank you. And I, and I, I'm perfectly, I'm like, you know, I am perfectly happy with that. I love, I was like, you know, you know what? Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, hey, this is, I'm happy with this. It, <laughs> this makes me happy. I'm cool with the decisions I made and, uh, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's just that that particular TED Talk feels like the same kind of thing I see with, like, news articles I read on Facebook or whatever, where it's like, 
Okay, it's cool that you told me that. There's absolutely no capacity in which that applies to me. Right. Or is usable to me. Like, what, I, what am I supposed to do with it? Like, it, Well, like, I kept seeing this, this news article that was like, Millennial Woman, like, plans on... Uh, millennial woman spends an entire year not spending any money outside of what's 100% necessary and manages to save $300,000. And it's like, okay, that, that wouldn't work for me. Right. Because I don't make $300,000 a year. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if I cut literally 100% of my expenses out of my life. I don't make $300,000. Right. So it's like, okay, cool. She's a rich bitch. You're trying to make it seem like, you see what they say about not buying coffee and avocado toast is true. No, I mean, like, she was already making a fuck ton of money and she just didn't buy new jeans. Right. So, like, congratulations, you saved an extra hundred dollars this week by not buying a pair of diesels. Doesn't help me. Doesn't help me. (laughs) Explain to me how I can save $300,000 making significantly less than that a year. And that's the thing that really kills me. At my old job... They used to have these things like, uh, you know, uh, something we're offering for our employees is that we're going to have these, um, these, uh, uh, like accounting, uh, what do you call them? investment experts coming in and, uh, we're going to have these free classes for you guys for you to learn, you know, you know, how to like what you need to do to properly save, uh, your money and invest so you'll have, you know, uh, savings in the future or when you retire. Well, you know, the first thing you could do is fucking pay me more. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, and I would, it, I would fucking give them the finger every time they would have these people come up there. Because like, here's the thing: it's not like I don't know how to invest. I don't have the money to invest. Right. Yeah. And you're gonna have these people come here and try to tell me how to invest and be like, well, you first you start off by saving this much money aside so that you can then be, have enough money to buy these stocks right here. You know how much a fucking piece of Apple stock is going for? You know, <laughs> like just one. And and, like, and just like like having five shares of like of you know like Apple stock is not gonna do dick for you in the future. Even 20 years in the future. Like, if this was, like, 1985, then yes. You know, now, that'd be something. But me buying that now? No. Like, these, the, like, you have to buy hundreds of shares for it to mean anything. And that means you have to have the thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, so, like, but if I already have that, then I don't, then I don't need you telling me how to do something. And, 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 and that's actually what I'm getting, I'm getting at here. It's like, this other one here. Does working hard really make you a good person? This is by Azim Sharif. He is a mor- mortality, a, sorry, a morality mapper. A morality, a morality mapper. mapper. That... So when you go around teaching everybody the fucking golden rule? Morality mapper. Fuck this guy. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll kick his ass. Yeah, you map that shit, asshole. <laughs> you want how your tongue got in your asshole? <laughs> yeah, I can map this dick. Around the world, people who work hard are often seen as morally good. No, even if yeah, thank you. No, <laughs> I, I mean, hell, like BTK worked really hard to cover up his crimes. That didn't make him good. Okay, what what this fucker fails to realize is that you. You live in a rural area, a redneck town, kind of a hickabilly place like I do. There's some really hard workers. There's these guys who work at the factories. They go into work at 5 o'clock. They bust ass. Right. 
And that's, that's their whole personality. I don't have anything going for me except for the fact that I, I haul my lumber. Right. I haul my lumber 14 hours a day. I'm a hard worker. I'm a workaholic. And you know what? Then they come home and they beat the ever-loving shit out of their wife because she didn't have dinner ready. Hmm. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't know ignorant people. He doesn't know, <laughs> he doesn't know hillbillies or rednecks. Uh, you know, or he would know that, like, some of the hardest workers are some of the, yeah, the most absolute bastards out there. <laughs> and then you've got people, like, you've got people at your job that work hard in there, and they are hard workers, but they're also insufferable. Yeah. Like, the people that feel like, they, you know, that nothing gets done, you know, without them. Like, if I wasn't here every day, you know, if it's like, you know, nothing would ever get done. Like, the only reason things get done right here is because I'm here every day, because I'm doing this, like... Yeah, you're a hard worker, but that doesn't make you a good person because you think that you're the be-all, end-all of everything. Right, yeah, yeah. So, like, like that, there, there's so much, there's so much flawed with this, this guy's fucking logic. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's really hard to appreciate you as a hard worker when you're, like, taking every opportunity to stroke your dick. Right. Now, now, I will say, though, he's asking a question, and he says here, Yeah, yeah. Around the world, people who work hard seem morally good, even if they produce little to no results. Well, if you're not producing any results, you're not really fucking working that hard. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> that, that's not hard work. So, again, he's he's coming at this from a place of ignorance. I mean, I I know we're not giving him a chance here, but, like, I no, just... We've talked I, about this before. I heard like, the term morality... We don't have to give you a chance. We don't have yeah, to give you a yeah, chance at I mean, anything. I just, I, I just heard the term morality mapper and automatically got mad, so... Do, do go on. Do go on. I'm sorry. No, I mean, yeah, that, that's not a fucking job. Morality mapper is not a job. That's somebody who just wanted to homebrew their own class in D&D. Uh, yeah. Dude, we're fucking watching this. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's part two. Shit. We Shit can, biscuits. We can, we can find part one. Yeah, we don't, we don't. I mean, I'm sure the part one just introduced him. Like, I mean, it's not like we're... Like, we're going to be missing out on too much of the story, but like... Yeah, it's probably uh, like uh, Mad Max, but yeah, add it, add it to the list. I'm yeah. more than happy to watch that. Uh, so, previously in... Uh, so, uh, okay, so... Social psychologist Azim Sharif analyzes the roots of this belief and suggests a shift towards a more meaningful way to think about effort rather than admiring work for work's sake. Nobody admires work for work's sake. Nobody does that. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you don't know what real hardworking people do and think yeah. because you're a fucking morality mapper. You're a social psychologist. <laughs> like nobody thinks because someone works hard, right? That they are morally good or that because they, because they, they work hard that, you know, that we admire them. No, I admire the work that's done. Now how long it took you to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nah. How fuck I learned that when watching DuckTales when Scrooge said <laughs> work smarter, not harder. I mean yeah. like get, get, oh my god. I'd like to walk through dog shit and make you lick my heels. <laughs> I mean you are Oh Yeah, no, no. This is that that's just sad. That is really just sad. Like good lord, man. Like, this guy has no clue about anything. Like, I I don't know a whole lot of people who work hard for the sake of working hard. Most of the people I know who are hard workers work hard for money. Right. Like, literally, it, 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 and I mean, we've talked about this, I think, mostly off mic. I don't think it's really been a thing on the podcast, but like, they keep saying, nobody wants to work anymore. Ever since the pandemic, nobody wants to work anymore. It's like, nobody's ever wanted to work. Right. If, if, if I had the choice... Hey, Akami, do you want to work and fund your lifestyle, or do you just want your lifestyle pre-funded and you don't have to work? Well, obviously, I would not work. I, I you know, I want to 
I just want to drink whiskey and draw comics. I don't fucking want to work. Well, see, I want to work, but I mean, I don't want my my biggest problem with work is not work, right? It's that my life consists of working. Yeah, like really. I like I don't have a life outside of working because I work so fucking much. I want to be able to say like everyone talk, everyone talks about this this whole like work life balance, right? But no one actually wants to give you that, right? Because when you say, "Hey, look, I work this much, and because of that, I like, I don't really have time to do anything with my life that I would really like to," right? So it's like, can like, is there any way that we can like make this really work for for me so I can have that whole work life balance that you're talking about? Be like, what do you what do you mean? Like, you want to work less and get paid the same amount? Well, yeah, maybe work fewer hours and get paid the same amount. And like, no, that we're not going to do that. Right, well, okay, right. well then, light my workload so that I don't have to work late, or I, that you know that it makes it it makes my job more enjoyable. You know that you know like so instead we have always like having so much work that it piled up on us and we don't have enough people on team. Hire more people on team. Make it so that we can do our job easier. Not to make our do our job easy, but so we so that it's it's not that it's going to be a joy or delight, but that get, doing the work is. Is, is is not a chore, you know? It's, like, work can be enjoyable, you know? And yeah. I think that... that I that like can, my current job. Right, you can do that, but it's when even enjoyable work gets to a point where it's so much and it just puts so much pressure on you that you don't you don't want to do it at all. Even, even what you used to find enjoyment in, like, now that's all gone. Right, like, right. It's... And that's why you don't have that work-life pressure because you would not believe it's not just me that I've actually people in my job, uh, like we were at a, a meeting and everything, and they were talking about how they had they had uh, dreamed about work. And I'm going to tell you right now, man, like I have dreamed about work so many times, and and I'm being dead serious, man. I absolutely fucking hate it. Oh yeah, because then you wake up and you feel exhausted. Because this is what happens to me every time. I have a dream, I'm working, and there's a problem that I'm trying to solve. But it's a dream. So there's, <laughs> yep. so there's not a real solution to it. And then I, I'm dreaming and I'm at work and I'm trying to solve this problem. I'm going through all this stuff. And then I wake up and I realize that I've been asleep. I've been dreaming. So now, not only did I was I dreaming that, right, but... I still have to get up and go to work now. And then as that dream is fading away and it's still there in my head and I'm looking at it with a clear mind that the whole thing I was dreaming about wasn't even a problem at all. It wasn't <laughs> yep. even a real problem. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God. I, like, I didn't get any restful sleep because in my mind, I'm working on this problem because I actually think I'm at work. Yep. And I wake yep. up and realize that I spent all this time dreaming about something that didn't even fucking exist. <laughs> like not even that didn't exist. It's that the problem itself wasn't a problem. It had an easy answer to it. Right, right. And now I still have to go to work. So like I haven't even distanced myself from work. <laughs> And I'm like, and I had a boss once. She was great, right? She was a great boss. Um, and she was talking about, like, they were talking about, you know, people like, uh, dating in the workplace and, you know, and, and how, you know, troublesome that can be and all that oh, kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> so, and, and, you know, it was kind of funny because her reply was, uh, she's like, well, you know, we spend, you know, like, like eight to 10 hours a day here at work. We're spending 40 to 50 hours here in this building. We spend more time at work awake 
than we do outside of it. Where else do you expect people to meet other people? Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. I spend more time with the people at my job and get to know them. You know how long it take me to get to know somebody if I'm just meeting them occasionally outside of work, even if I find somebody that I feel is, is, you know, is worthy enough for me to even try to engage in a, you know, in that kind of, uh, like conversation or whatever. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. we still got to take this time to do all that. And then, and then I've got to take what little bit of time I have outside of work between other things I want to do and say, okay, now I've got to separate that because I want to spend more time trying to get to know this person. Right. So right. now I've got to put these other things on hold that I've been working on, whatever they are, so that I can try to get to know this person to see whether or not they're even worth getting to know only to find out after like, I don't know, maybe five or six weeks of like talking to them back and forth, seeing them a couple, like, you know, like maybe four or five hours a week. It's so like you know, over a couple of days that now, oh, guess what? They weren't. Right. Well, well, shit. Now, now, like, it's like everything's all fucked because I don't have enough time to be able to do everything. Yeah, yeah. But the people that work, that I work with, you know, that, you know, I probably shouldn't be engaging in, you know, <laughs> like in a relationship, those people I know very well because I get to spend more time with them, whether that's good or bad. Yeah, yeah. So I spend more time at work than I do anywhere else. And, and it's like, and, and then if I have, if I go home and I dream about work, I'm like, or, or like I got something that's on my mind that I can't shake because, you know, it's like a problem. I'm like, like dude, it, it's always there. Right. And that's the biggest problem with it. And there's no such thing as a fucking work life balance. I don't no, get paid no. enough for that. I don't get paid enough to invest in shit, right? So, so don't bring that to my door, man, because the only thing you're going to do is just piss me off. Don't bring that to my door and be like, where are these people going to hear to tell you how to invest? I don't have the fucking money for it. Yeah. And don't yeah. tell me it's because of my lifestyle. I'm like, well, I can do this. I can do that. Like, you know, here's the thing. Yes, I could streamline my life down to where I could live, you know, in a much, like, uh, a much more, I don't want to say comfortable, but a, a, in a, a way that allows me to save more money and to do this and do that. I sure can, but then tell me, how am I living? Right. Cause I'm just right. existing and I'm tired of existing. So like, don't, don't, don't do that. I mean, like right now we have this nice, really like, like this really cool balance of like, I work for you and I do my job and everything else, but don't come in here and try to tell me how to live and tell me that I can live differently if I wanted to, right. while you can see, continue to try to find a way to not pay me enough or do things like, oh, here, I'm going to give you like a 5% increase raise, which equates to like $10 more a week. Right, right. You know, after after taxes, like, I mean, that's, I get paid an additional $40 a month. Well, guess what? Gas in my car cost me $40. Yep. So, yep. so I haven't actually seen like one bit of that raise. You couldn't give me a fucking real raise. Like, you're like, you're like I went from like, I, you give me a thousand dollars more a year. That's shit. Right. That's right. fucking shit. So like, don't, don't do that because, because what you're going to do is that, that really thin veil that we have between us, between like me, like working hard, not saying shit and just putting up with stuff and you being you, like that's going to fall away real quick. And, and yeah, it might cost me my job, but I tell you what. I would get a lot of enjoyment by telling you all the things you can shove up your ass, how you can do it, and the enjoyment I'm going to get from watching you not only shove them up your ass, but then try to remove them. Right. You know? Right, so, right. like, so what gets me is these TED Talks are all about that. And it's all about people like this fucking stringy-haired bitch right here, right? <laughs> Rain Wilson and everybody else that want to tell you how to make your life better when they're making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars... And they don't follow their own advice because they don't 
have to. Yeah, they don't yeah. live like we do. But they want to make you tell all these talks and everything about how you can be a better person, how you can do this, how you can do that. Here are the five steps to whatever that they don't even follow themselves. Right, right. You know, like that's what kills me about this is like it's a bunch of rich ass people trying to tell you how to live your life in a way that they have absolutely no idea of what your life is. Yeah, and and so, I mean it's exactly like you said they don't need to, and that's that that was my big contention with the millionaires thing. It's like you, you can't tell me that the reason you're rich is because you don't pay for coffee out in public. Fuck you. Exactly. Fuck you. They act like that's the be-all that ends all. Like, that's the only advice they give. And it's like, come the fuck on. So let's see what this guy here, this, this Kenneth Schubert. Schubert, 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 not going to work here anymore. All right, so um, who's this fucker? Educator, designer. Kenneth is an educator, designer, and choice architect, and choice architect creating powerful first experiences through his organization, Gentleman's Retreat. Oh, fucking... Gentleman's Retreat, oh. Oh, dude, To truly savor life, pursue powerful, powerful first experiences, says storyteller and nonprofit founder, Kenneth... Whatever. Like, learn more about how to create these meaningful moments and where mundane routine is broken by novel experiences in small but significant ways, no matter how old you are. And his TED Talk is like, why your life needs novelty no matter your age. I'll tell you what, you give me a bunch of money, right? Fuck novelty. You know, yeah. I could have a lot of first experiences if I had a fucking money, you know? Yeah, which, you know, it's it's ironic. So you're telling me I can't eat avocado toast, I can't buy my coffee, I have to make it at home, but I'm supposed to have new experiences every week? Exactly. How the fuck am I going to afford to do that? Because let me tell you, like, if... If I'm not buying my coffee at home, well, guess what? It's $2 a cup, so I'm saving 4 bucks a day. All right, that's $120 a month. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do for $120? I, I, you save it up. Save it up until you can, go, until you can uh, I don't, take a, a trip somewhere overseas. Yeah, overseas, right, because, you know, plane tickets are so cheap. Yeah. And if I'm like the majority of Americans, I'm so fucking fat I have to pay for two plane seats. Oh, that's it. Don't, don't, don't even get me into that. Oh, uh. No, I'm not saying me personally. I'm just saying the average person here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, no, you're I, telling I, me I've got to experience firsts. Okay, well, I live in a rural area. Uh, I work a 40-hour-a-week job, and it's two hours one way to get to work. So, you know, add on... Add on 20 hours a week of driving time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's 60 hours out of my week. How am I supposed to have time or money? But then at the same time, if I decide to indulge in Starbucks, if I decide to buy a pack of smokes, you're going to be like, you are burning your money. You're throwing it out. You'll never be a millionaire like me. They're not consistent. You're right. It's like, if you wanted me to be rich and successful, then tell me, how how do I, as a person with... A very small amount of disposable income every week. How how do I build that up to become a million dollars? Don't don't do this shit of like, oh well, first you need to get a job where you get sales commission, and then you sell a massive company solar, and then you have enough money to invest in the stock market. And it's like, okay, well, what stocks do I invest in? Can't smash cut to the door closing as they walk out. Yeah, like like that. I've given you everything you need. You know, bootstraps. 
Yeah, like, you, they, they just want to, like, put their hands over their ears and scream stock market over and over and over. And it's like, okay, well, this is what you were doing with Bitcoin, and we see how that went. Yeah. So, like, try, yeah. try telling me something helpful. You don't hear anybody talking about NFTs anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know this still exists. I know people are, but it's not, it's not like it was before, like, invest, invest, invest. It, and, and I, I don't. You know, no, no, no. You know, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I am. I am happy to bring back. I am going to say, you know, be like, you know, you know I was the one that kept saying, and I know you really, you're like, yeah, but I, but I'm going to take advantage of it. I don't, I believe it's bullshit. But I'm going to take advantage of it. I can, yeah, yeah. but I was the one that kept saying, this is fucking bullshit. It's not based on anything. It has no foundation. Stop telling people to put your money into this thing because it's nothing. And, you know, and of course they're not talking about it. No one. And the thing is, no one is going to say, oh shit, you know, we, you know, we never should have told you to do this. They're just going to stop talking about it and just hopefully it'll just quietly fade away. They just wanted to, yeah, they just want to let it phase out. Because everyone, everyone that was involved knew it was bullshit, but as long as you were going to give them money, then they were going to take it from you. Yeah, yeah, which I was totally fine to take part in. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just like, I just want to see a rich guy tell me, like, here's, Here's my routine. If I had $100 a month and only $100 a month to try to get rich, here's what I would do. But like that that's that's what I want to see. I don't I don't need this bullshit about like, oh, like never spend any money anywhere but make sure to get first time experiences. Uh, I I guess I'm going to have to just like try to have a weenie roast or something without without burning down the field and hope that I don't get arrested for it. Like, na- name something free you can do that's fucking legal. I was going to say, because, you know, my first time experience would be, I've never broken into it before. But right, thanks yeah. for letting me in your house, like, asshole. Like, where can I go to not spend money and still have first time experiences? Where can I go to improve the quality of my life and have first time experiences without spending money? It's so stupid. I've, I've come across one moneyed man on YouTube who was a lawyer, but he was like, if you want to get into the stock market, don't do anything crazy. He was like, what I did was once a month, I would buy $100 in Target stock. And I would do that every month, whether the stock was up, whether the stock was down. And it inside of a year's time, I managed to build up to $100,000, at which point I cashed out. It's like, that's cool. Well, guess what? Now people are boycotting Target. Target stock is tanked. So now I don't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, the only time I see anything happen with stocks is when it starts crashing. I see what hap- what's happening with Bud Light stock. I see what's happening with Target stock. Yeah. I see what's happening with the cost of Bitcoin and, N- and NFTs. Like, none of that's helpful for me. Well, all I'm seeing is, well, it's a good thing I'm not doing that, so I guess I better continue not doing anything. Well, I, I the one of the problems, and I, I mean, this is something I, I believe deep inside, and I will always, I will always come back to this as an answer, which is the thing is, rich people don't want you to be rich. Of course not. They, they no. tell you that they do. They say, well, this is how you can be rich like me. But the truth is, if you were rich like them. They wouldn't be special. Yeah, like that's yeah. The, they, everybody wants to be special, but you, but not everybody can be special because if I if I tell you how to be rich like me, right, then there's like you know when everyone's super, nobody, will no be. one is right. <laughs> so I can't live a special life if you're living a special life because then it's not special anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a if if 
if everyone can just fly around the country and go and, you know, spend weeks in like Paris and do the shit like that and, you know, and, and eat at like the chef's table or whatever it is, like, like, then I don't have a unique experience. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, because anyone can do it. Like, like now it's like, oh, well, shit. But anyway, if anyone can do it, I don't want to do it. And that's the thing. These people don't really want you to be rich. No, they of don't. Not. And that's why they're only going to tell you so much. And then, and it's not even anything that's useful to you. No, like, yeah, it's really not like it's like like if you ask somebody how to tie your shoes, like okay, well you take the one shoelace and the other shoelace, just wrap them all together and then pull it tight. Yeah, well, yeah, right. I, I get that I've got the pieces to do that, but can you tell me the step by steps? Well, well, no, because if you know how to tie your shoes, then you know how to walk, then you know how to run, and then you can catch up to me. Yeah, I can't have that. Okay, can't you be any more specific? Well, yeah, the rabbit goes out of the hole around the tree and back into the hole, and it's like, can I get a visual to that? No, no. Yeah, right. and, they, and then of course that's when they're they're walking out the door. Right. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's incredibly frustrating. It's like it's really easy for these people to be like doing these TED talks when it's like well, you're not affected by it. Right. This this is not something that you apply in your daily life because you have never at any point been like, I have to decide now, am I going to afford food or afford gas? Because let me tell you, I've been there, mm-hmm. and I guarantee. Then none of these motherfuckers giving TED Talks have been faced with that choice. Yeah, yeah. At least this is not in a long, long ass time, if ever. Because most of them probably came from like well to do families or whatever. And you know, and when they set out for like on their own, you know, then it's like, oh well, you know, I'm gonna go and make my my fortune, or I'm gonna like, you know, go off on my uh, out into the world and you know, like make my own way. You know, they had a little extra in their pocket to help them out. Right. And if right. they didn't, they had a name to help them out. Even if you didn't have a fucking dollar in it, if you had a name that helped you out, you have one that you could fall back on because people knew, you know, your parents or your grandparents or your heritage or whatever it is. Like, so you still had something extra that other people don't have. Right, right. So, like, yeah. this, this woman here, right? A what? small loan of a million dollars. Yeah. Like, come hey, on. Okay, this woman here. What makes a good college and why it matters? All right, this is uh, Cecilia Orphan. Um, she is an educational equity advocate. Educational equity advocate. These people just fucking make up titles. You know, at least when I say I'm Reverend Turk 182, right? <laughs> like, I can back that up and be like, That's okay, That's yeah, I create a religion, you know? And so, like, I mean, shit, I mean, this is... So, so Cecilia Orphan's mission is to spread awareness of the transformative nature of rural serving institutions and regional public universities make higher education accessible to everybody. Yeah, that's higher education not going to be accessible to everybody as long as there's a profit to be made. As long as there's a profit to be made, it's not going to be accessible to any everybody, no matter what it is. Right, right. So she says here, why are, quote, good colleges often ones that accept the fewer, fewer students? Exposing the harmful consequences of society's obsession with highly rejective and expensive universities, educators Cecilia M. Orphan asks us to rethink what makes institutions prestigious and consider directing funds and attention to where they need need it most. Regional public universities that serve all students. They call for schools to be judged by opportunities they create, not the ones they stifle. That's all well and good for people that are going to be going to college or people that can afford to fucking go to college. Yeah, um, I would like to ask this person, uh, did you pay your own way or did you have your parents help you? Right. Because I didn't get that option. I mean, look, and, and that's the thing, like, why, why are we, why do kids have to pay for college? And I'm not trying to get off this whole, like, you know, no, I, like, the thing, but, like. I agree, in the, in, in the plenty of countries, college is totally free because you need it. Well, that's the thing, like, 
Are, are we trying to create a better society for people? If so, then everyone said education is the key. Then why are we purposely holding education back from people and saying that, that education is the future? You need to have this, but only if you can afford it. Otherwise, you might as well commit suicide now because you have no future. Because I've told you that this is the future, but you can't afford it, so you don't have a future. Right, right, yeah. Like, it's, but, but it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Well, oh, we'll we'll give you we'll give you loans, we'll give you grants, we'll do all this stuff. It's like that's cool. Okay, time to go buy your books. Oh fuck! I mean, <laughs> well, I don't have seven hundred dollars to buy books. Right. That I'm only going to use once and turn back in, and the most I can get for is a hundred dollars because they're quote used. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, it's it's basically. It's the way they see it is like the whole uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the Council of Ricks, right? right? <laughs> it's you know that whole episode when it's like you know Ricks that you know work jobs and everything, work menial jobs, you know that that uh, that are like uh, managed by someone else, you know when they are all the same person and they all have the same skills and they're all equally smart, right? Like right. why am I a factory worker? Why am I a garbage man? Why am I doing this? When, when we all have the same job, I mean, we all have the same, the same skills and intellect. Right. Like, so we could, we could, you know, like, how can you call yourself my boss and tell me to do one thing? Like, and I could be, like, I, I could be doing what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the reason why we have pay colleges is because there always has to be a garbage man. Yeah. Yeah. If all of us were equally smart, right. Or they and were equally educated, like, there would be no one to, like to like plumb our toilets when they get backed up and everything because like well why what why would I do that when I could be a CEO right right except for some people really don't want to be a CEO yeah no I mean and just because like, you make college available doesn't mean everybody can go or that everyone is 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 able to get the same kind of education yeah and like that I mean they've created that culture themselves when it's totally avoidable because like a good trade school can be a very very lucrative thing. You oh, have yeah. way less student debt, and you can make some way better money. People that do HVAC, I mean, they make a good living. Oh yeah, HVAC, uh, electricians, plumbers, welders, all of that. You're looking at like getting out of college or getting out of the trade school significantly cheaper, and then you jump into making between fifty and sixty k as a starting point, right? Instead of something that you have to build up to, like. And, and you know, what, and what I think is incredibly funny about about that kind of stuff is that when you get down to it, right? Like a, a CEO of some kind of business and everything would be like, like, oh, well, you know, uh, like, yeah, I run this business right here. Like, oh, the, you know, the, these people that that do HVAC or something like that, like, like they're they're not smart or like, you know, they couldn't possibly do a job like I do, right? Right. Maybe, right. maybe I couldn't run a company into the ground as well as you can, right? <laughs> but let me ask you this, right? When it's 105 degrees outside and your air conditioning breaks, who who are you begging for help? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tell tell me how long are you going to be able to live in that stifling ass house before you're going to call me, right? So yeah, I may not be able to run a big company and everything and like rip people off, but I tell you what, when you are fucking baking in your house or you're freezing and you're, because like I'm the guy you got to come to, and it's because you know I didn't go to college because I decided to go to a trade school and everything. Right, but I learned right. how to do this, and you need me a lot more than I need you. Yeah, yeah, and and guess what, motherfucker, I got to this place, but without going eighty thousand dollars in student debt. Right. So uh, who's really the dumb one? I mean, like, see that like 
these this class of people, these these TED Talk creating people are the ones who have created this culture. When it's like you should have been hyping up trade school and tradesmen years ago. Yeah. Like, one of the reasons why millennials in general are in so much trouble, and thankfully I only did one season, or season, one semester of, uh, of college before realizing, oh, this, this ain't for me. Right. But like, one of the reasons so many people in my generation are in so much trouble is because we were all told, all throughout our childhoods, all over the TV, all over like, the, the whole entirety of culture was, oh, if you want to be successful, you gotta get a degree. Mm-hmm. They're they're not even going to consider hiring you without at least a bachelor's. And, and the thing is, that still holds true. Like, that you have to get a degree. People don't give a shit what your degree is in. You have to have one. Well, if my degree is in something that is completely different from the job I'm going into, why the fuck do I need one? Yeah, yeah. If you're going to sit there and train me on everything I need to learn how to do the job, why do I need the degree? It doesn't right, do anything. Well, right. well, it shows dedication and focus. That, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It, it just, doesn't at all. It just shows that you know how to, like... Buy textbooks, basically. Right. <laughs> I mean that that whole that whole thing is just, it's so it's it's so fucking ridiculously stupid that that there's that that whole belief and and what really kills me about education or college is that whole that whole thing about you know we're like instead of you just learning what it is you need to learn you've got to take all these extra things they've got to pad it all out with all this shit that you don't need right like I right. don't need to to like take some class on like. You know, like Western civilization or whatever. If, if my job has nothing to do with that, if I'm going to be learning, you know, about like, uh, if I'm going to be like a, you know, astrophysicist, I don't need to learn about the history of like, you know, like the West. Like that, that has nothing to do with my job. Yeah, I'm not looking yeah. at the ground, look at the stars. Like get the fuck away from me with that shit. And you're going to make me pay for it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to make me pay for it, like, no, 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 no. It, it's a, it's a systemic problem. It's just like. The whole way that it's set up is just completely stupid. And it is completely stacked for one specific class of people. Yeah. And, like, mm. and, and, you know, and when I tell people, like, you know, it's like, it's like, I have some college and everything. And then, and, and I'm, I'm always quick before they say anything, like, as I was like, like, I just wanted to, I wanted to make it clear right now. I didn't drop out. I just didn't go back. Right. Like right, a dropout yeah. stops in the middle of a semester. I said, I finished a semester, right? And I finished a couple of them. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going back because yeah. I think this is bullshit, you know? And, and that's the thing is like, I, so I didn't, I didn't drop out. Like, oh, you dropped like, no, I decided not to go back because it was bullshit. Right. You right. Know? Well, and, and I mean like right around the time that, uh, I was wrapping up my first semester with my school, Wallcrawler had that conversation with me, which, you know, I greatly admire Wallcrawler's art skills. Oh yeah. And okay. he was like, why do you feel the need to do this? It's like, you're already operating on the level of people who have graduated from the school. So why put yourself into a bunch of debt when you're already at that level? Because you felt that you had to have that accreditation yeah. to, for, for, to show people. Because it's not just it's not just saying that your work is good, but you had to have this thing that says, oh, now this my work is good, but I've got this stamp of approval from the school that says yeah, that, yeah. that I'm a trained. So I didn't just learn this on my own, which is what they're going to teach you in school is how to be better at what you, doing what you were already doing. Right, right. right. But it's like, but but I've, I've been trained and skilled in doing something that I could just as well done on my own mm-hmm. with some like mm-hmm. tutorials and reading some books that people make so that you don't have to do that. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's all this whole kind of fucked up, like, yeah, back, and, back and forth deal. And Yeah, and that was the thing. That was what kind of made me realize that it was a scam. That it's like, you know what? Fuck you. I shouldn't need this piece of paper saying this. You should be able to look at my body of work and and see with your eyes, oh, this guy is capable of doing the job. Yeah. 
You know, I was, uh, there were some kids in school. Um, well, we're about 50 minutes in, by the way. Yeah, so. I, we got to wrap it up. Um, but I was say there was, uh, these, uh, kids in high school and they were, you know, they, they were, they were talking about, that was kind of a part of the conversation. And they were talking about, uh, like, you know, their grades, like, oh, I, 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 they were, uh, had like a D or something like that. Um, we're doing really well. And, uh, what was it like, uh, algebra or like, or uh, no, it was, it was like, it was one of the, like the geometry or something like that. Right. And, uh, and of course they were like, if they, if they, the rate doesn't, doesn't come up, then they're going to fail. Then they may not graduate. And I was like, okay, okay. What, 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 right. And, and it really started to piss me off. I never really thought about it before when I was in, when I was in like high school and stuff like that. But as I was listening to them talk about it and the thing is I couldn't say anything because it's not going to change. The system's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But and I so I couldn't say anything. But at the same time, I, I was I was really outraged. But I was like I it was just like I I had to go along with not really necessarily go along with it. But I couldn't tell them, hey, don't do this because like the the system is not gonna is not gonna excuse them because I have a valid reason for it. Right. They, but right. You, you have to you have to do this anyway, whether it makes sense or not. But I was like, okay, so I want to make sure I get this straight. You are learning these things or whatever it is. So I let's say it was uh, it was some kind of like. Like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, algebraic geometry or some shit like that, right? It's like, okay, so you have to learn this and you've got to pass with a decent enough grade, right? To say that you learn this. Now, what are you going to be doing in your life after high school? Well, I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to go learn nursing, you know, or go into nursing or whatever. Or I'm going to, like, I'm going to, you know, like, uh, be an artist. I'm like, okay, so. If I understand this correct, you could fail high school and not get your degree because you failed this class right here, which has absolutely nothing to do with the career you're going into. Mm-hmm. And you're going to forget it when it's done. It has like you're learning all this stuff here, and I get that you really want to learn some things, and that way you know how to do them. But this is a very specific type of thing that you're learning here, like type of math that. That nobody learns. And, and when they look at me and they say, well, you know, did you have difficulty with this in school? And I'm like, um, honestly, I don't even remember this. Right. Like, right. when was the last time you had to do this? Like, I don't think I've ever had to do this in my, in my grown up professional life that I've ever had to use these math skills. Right. Yeah. And if I did, even like nowadays when I'm trying to do something, I'm like, you know what? I go and I, I, I Google it and find out, okay, how yep. do I do this thing right here? You know, I have the same thing I do when I'm trying to like make an Excel spreadsheet. So I, I Google like and figure out how to do it or, you know, so, so that, they, they're, they're holding these kids hostage, making them learn something that, that even their parents don't even remember doing or, or right, have had, right. to, had to use since then. And it's like, but you're going to tell them they're going to fail if they don't learn this thing that they're never going to use again. And if they're going to use it in college, you're going to teach it to them in college. When they say, oh, by the way, this is what you're going to be going into. So let's start with the basics of like what you already know right, and that kind right. of stuff. So, so you're going to hold them back from a future education by forcing them to learn something and pass with something that they're never going to touch again. Yeah. Yeah. Like absolutely. That makes no sense at all. It, and like, it, like how, why, why is that? There's, there's a quote, uh, online that's attributed to Einstein. And I'm sure it's one of those things that it's like falsely attributed to him. Right. He probably didn't say it, but it's like, like, why on earth would you judge a bird on its ability to swim or a fish on its ability to fly? 
Yeah. Like, we've got this standardized thing across the board, and it's like, okay, but, like, you know, why why was it that it was not until I was in my mid-twenties that I started hearing, hey, trade school was actually a good idea? Yeah. Like, boy, I mean, that that could have been pretty helpful to know. Now, granted, like I said, I'm, I'm really happy with where I'm at with my job. Mm-hmm. I, I like working on printers. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty decent at working on printers. I, I like that. I like that line of work. But, man, when I spent six years in the food service in- industry wondering why the fuck I couldn't crack $9 an hour, it sure would have been helpful to know at that age, hey, man, you should learn how to weld. Yeah. Exactly. Like... You know what? In, instead of instead of going three grand into student debt to do one semester of of art school, learn learn how to weld. You'll you'll thank me later. Like, like how the fuck did I miss that boat? <laughs> well, because the thing is, people don't really don't push that because it's not it's not deemed as a uh it's it's, it's looked down upon. Like, yeah. oh, it's a trade school. You didn't you didn't actually learn anything. You didn't go to college. Well, I mean, I learned just about as much as you did. I learned yeah. how to do my fucking job. It's it's like, it, it, and again, like, especially when I was that age with millennials, that, that had way more of a stigma than it does now. People are starting to come around on it now. Right. Like, I, I see more and more people on, on certain apps who are like, yeah, I'm in trade school. I'm going to learn how to be a plumber. Yeah. Do, do you know how much a plumber makes in a year? That's the thing. They, they would, they would, they would always present it as, oh, what, you want to be a plumber? You want to you want to like be an air conditioning repair man, but they never told you. Oh, by the way, these guys make really good money. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was always looked upon as if like like oh, you want to you want to be a garbage man. You want to drive on the back of a truck and like, pick up. First off, I'm gonna say right now, if I could ride on the back of the truck just hanging on by a handle, like I would do that <laughs> shit everywhere. Yeah, I mean. I mean, why do you think those people in India like ride on top of trains and everything? It's like because they're not going to get in trouble. That that it's really packed in there. But I'm just saying, <laughs> but like the fact that if I could sit on top of a train and ride somewhere, shit, yeah, that seems like that's kind of awesome. That, and, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. 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 So I mean, yeah, granted, you don't make a lot of money. You got to deal with well, actually, garbage men do make a really good amount of money because yeah. they do the shit that nobody else can do, which is you know go around picking up garbage, especially yeah. in like places like New York. That that is some ridiculous money. You know. So, but the thing is, like, it, they. They purposely hold people back from doing things, you know, by either putting the stigma around it to make it seem like it's, it's not something that you want to do that, you know, for some reason you're a lesser person. And they, they tie it all into intelligence. Like, oh, well, you should only be doing that if you're too stupid to learn how to do something else. Right. Right. You know, like, you know, smart people don't become garbage men. Like, really? I mean, sure they do. Yeah. Maybe people yeah. that don't want to work, they have the hassle of putting up with bullshit from assholes and everything. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, some of us just happen to hate corporate politics. Yeah. I mean, very, very few, and I'm not going to say there are none, but very few people have a boss in like the, the garbage, like the, uh, what, what do you call it? The, uh, industry, what do you call it? The, uh, um, Trade, I guess. Uh, they did the whole like garbage picking up and everything. Uh, uh, but, sanitation. Thank you, sanitation. San- sanitation. Very few people have a boss in sanitation field that are trying to tell them how to properly pick up a trash can. Right. You know, it's right. like you you go, you collect the trash, you don't miss a street and everything. Then when it's done, you drop it off like bam. Like no one is giving them a hard time and telling them that that the, you know they oh by the way we have like new cover sheets for our TPS reports for when you like when you bring the trash <laughs> can back to them. Like no. No, and, no, and you know no. what? None of them ever have to hear that somebody has a case of the Mondays. Right. 
So and I, I can tell you right now, there is not a fucking garbage man alive, or excuse me, sanitation worker alive that has gone to bed and dreamed about picking up garbage because right, right. <laughs> because they had shit on their mind from like earlier in the day they haven't been able to let go of yet. <laughs> Like no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It it is it is absolutely wild. Like it it is nice to see that there are some people coming around on it. But yeah, it's it's just crazy that like the, like uh, the culture is where it's at. It's so crazy to me that like the this whole shtick with TED talks is oh yeah, you should you should spend more time meditating and and you should. You should definitely, you should definitely never spend any money that you don't have to, but you should have new experiences every day. Right. And, uh, even though I just said be spiritual, you also need to be completely 100% logical and don't, don't do anything that makes people think you're some kind of religious nut. And it's like, it, like, pick a goddamn lane. It's, it's all like about people that, they're, that are, want to tell you how to live, right? But not provide you with the means to, to, to live yeah, like they yeah. do. It's out of touch. The whole thing is out of touch. It's like, you don't know me. You don't know what I, as a lower middle class person, am going through. So, like, like what what the fuck? Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. It's it's what the fuck. And that's why I hate TED Talks. Yeah. Because it's just a bunch of people that have a microphone and a platform, and they think that because they have that, that they can just get up there and just tell you what the fucking do with your life. And it's like, oh, but because I'm this person, I'm a celebrity, or I made up some title and everything for myself, that that I have the right to tell you how to live, or that I'm somehow better than you, and you need my advice to live. Like, motherfucker, I've made it this far, good or bad. I've made it this far. I really don't need your help to make it much further. Right, right. So, uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I have often thought about calling my boss from my old job, because when I told him I was leaving that job to move over to this job, because they were, at the time... What was it? It was a $4 an hour raise. Right. And he was like, well, that's a waste. That's a bad move. And I was like, well, I mean, it's a $4 an hour raise. He was like, well, we we can match that. I was like, okay, but it's also less work for a $4 an hour raise. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, six months after that, they gave me an additional $7 an hour. And so I've often thought about calling him and being like, hey, what's the waste now, motherfucker? Right. (laughs) Like, you, you said I wouldn't be at that pay range until another, like, two years at your company, so... What, what? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so, but, there, uh, there are probably some still some good TED Talks out there that are telling you important stuff. I mean, but probably. Most, but for the most part, it's a bunch of rich people running their mouths off because they feel like they have something to say because, you know, because people are always looking at them being like, ooh, 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 you know, like, and, you know, it, like... I, I I hate I hate hearing all this stuff, but you know it's everywhere. It's like what this celebrity has to say about this thing. Who the fuck are they? Yeah, yeah. I don't care what they have to say about it. They, just because this person starred in a couple movies doesn't somehow make them an expert right. on like you know the, the like the fucking air quality. Yeah, what started that shit was the pandemic. That that's probably one of the worst after after effects of the pandemic is that all of these all of these entertainers who should not. Who should not have any weight in discussing politics have suddenly decided I have a voice and you have to listen to it and if you disagree with me you're a bad person. The only, the only, only, the only entertainer celebrity slash person that who talks about politics that I respect is Chris Evans. 
Yeah, yeah. He's and Chris Evans started that website where he's like, "Hey, I'm not taking a side here. I'm giving everybody equal opportunity to talk about like what they do and what their stance are, and that's it." Yep. Like, yep. and so, so if you want to know about somebody, you can come here and you can hear in their own words who they are and what they stand for. Yeah. And, that, and that's I, I, what I want is for people to be well informed for whatever side they pick. I'm like, dude, I can respect the shit out of that. That, that is extremely respectful. That's yeah. why he's Captain America. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, we're an hour in. We're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, gee, maybe if we made our meals at home, we'd be millionaires by now, Turk. Maybe, but you know what? If I made all my all my meals at home, then what about all those millionaires who have their like their <laughs> <laughs> their their, their takeout uh, fast food joints? Right? Yeah, yeah, all the all the ones who bought these restaurants with their millions of dollars. Yeah. So, so uh, gee, it's almost like that doesn't work or something. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> all right. Well, well everyone uh, cooks at home. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> Alright, so my name is Turk182. And I am Akomi. Uh, and thank you for listening to our TED Talk. Th- thank you for listening to our TED Talk, which we have entitled Billionaire the Millionaire. Did Bye, everybody. Did we actually title Billionaire the Millionaire? <laughs> well, well, we'll discuss it in post. Okay. Alright, right there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh,. Let's give him a hand.